Hey, let me take a moment and talk about one of our sponsors, Lifetime Windows and Siding. Love them. We all think about, especially this time of year, making changes, right? You want to exercise a little bit more. You want to get in better shape. You want to eat better, make smart choices. Speaking of smart choices, if you're thinking about making a change when it comes to your home windows and siding, how about checking out Lifetime Windows and Siding to help? Believe me, they are the best. They've been in business here since 2009. And there's so many reasons why they're one of the most trusted companies in Colorado. Lifetime Windows and Siding offers a lifetime warranty. When I say lifetime warranty, I mean it covers all labor, all materials. And their sales team offers a no-pressure approach, which I really like. And their installers are terrific. They work quickly and efficiently. And most importantly, they take care of your home. Lifetime also offers Infinity from Marvin Windows that are made from fiberglass, which is eight times stronger than vinyl. And, by the way, is built to withstand the most extreme Colorado weather. So you're going to find James Hardy Siding at Lifetime Windows and Siding, which is the number one siding brand in North America. Check them out at LifetimeWindows.com. Transform your home and the ones you trust. Lifetime Windows and Siding. Hey, let me take a minute and talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Molly's Spirits. You know, as we head towards the spring and summer months, it's time to start thinking about the weather getting a lot warmer. And then when that happens, you spend more time outside. Nothing better than maybe a little patio time with your favorite beer or wine or cocktail or all three. And the perfect place to find that drink, you ask? Molly's Spirits. They've got two convenient locations. One is at 44th and Harlan, and the other one is in the DTC area, which is at I-25 and Arapahoe Road on the west side of the highway next to Sprouts. Be prepared to spend a little time when you go to either location. We say this because, well, first of all, we've been to both locations and love them. Second of all, Molly's carries not only your favorites, but so many unique products and flavors. And if you love Colorado, and obviously we do, you're going to be impressed with all of the Colorado products they carry and support. And make sure you follow Molly Spirits on social media. That's where you're going to find discounted products, great gift and recipe ideas, and some of the backstories of the talented small business owners that they support. Molly Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery. This week... On the Dave Logan Podcast. The Broncos fortifying the offensive line. Ben Powers from the Ravens. He's a guy that he's had really good success at Baltimore. Excellent run blocker. Big, strong, young guy. Mike McGlitchey from the 49ers. This was a guy that was a top 10 pick. I mean, those two guys, those are two big, big signings. I would also say this, I don't think they're done up front. And what does Dave think of Cortland Sutton's tweet last weekend? This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, podcast number 160. Hi, welcome What's back. Up? Thank you. Thank you. Little little downtime after the, I mean, finally after the football season ended. This football season thing goes, gosh, I love it uh-huh. like no other, but it, it does go for a while. You know what really goes for a while while is hockey. Think about when the, um, the finals are, like in June. Yeah, but I but I I'm just talking about just I mean we start our oh, our school. summer program, yeah. high school program the first Monday in June. So from that point on, uh-huh. for me there's no no real downtime. And then you've got the Broncos season and then uh, so that's why getting a week or two in February is kind of nice. So do you just veg? Um yeah, pretty much. You know, work out, just try to sort of decompress a bit. But on the gun show. Stay strong like bull. <laughs> 
Um, Mike Rice said that you like to read books on your vacation. I do. I love to read, but I find that it, there's less and less time to to read mm-hmm. anymore, right? Especially, again, when football starts. I mean, you can read, you know, stories or whatever, but you can't really read books. So, yeah, that two-week period is is good. So you didn't read a book? I did. What'd you read? Um, I read uh, Dabo Sweeney's uh, uh, biography, which was interesting. Do you know what Dabo Sweeney is? No. How much longer can you and I do this podcast <laughs> together? It's 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 a sports maybe, podcast. Maybe like and half an hour. You don't know who Dabo Sweeney is? Oh, dude, nobody does. Nobody listening knows who Dabo Sweeney is. It, Did he you, play in nineteen ten? Do you do you really? Oh my God! <laughs> I I would just beg of you. Just to stop with this discussion before you dig yourself a hole that you won't be able to get out of. Who's Dabble Sweeney? He's the head coach of Clemson. Oh, let's let's get rid of that. <laughs> no, we're not getting rid of that. This is perfect. We're auditioning here. <laughs> My God. Anyway, it was an interesting book. Sounds um, like he was born in 1910. Well, you know why they why his nickname was Dabble? Why? Obviously, you didn't know who Dabo Sweeney was, so if you have this answer, I'm going to be a little bit concerned, because growing up as a child, he had an older brother that couldn't quite get his first name out, uh-huh. and they're they're very Southern, and so he referred to his little brother as Dat Boy. Oh, Dat Boy. now I know who Dat he is. Boy became, yeah. yeah, of course you do. You're familiar with that story. <laughs> I just needed to... Oh, man. Let me just ask you this before we dive into yeah. this. Um does the time change affect you? Like we just went through daylight savings time. I, I can't quite figure out why we just don't leave it alone. Yeah. I mean, more sunshine to me, more daylight would, would make sense. It doesn't make sense that, you know, coming up in October, we'll fall back and lose an hour. So it doesn't bother you though. I mean, like well, it's one hour less sleep that night. Okay. I mean, do you sleep great? Um, you have to think about that answer. Ish, yeah. I don't sleep great, but better than I used to. Yeah. Do you sleep great? Not great. No. Oh, all right. No. So free agency has kicked off, by the way. Yeah, right. Big day today. Yeah. So we taped this on Monday. Kicked mm-hmm. out officially, I think, 10 a.m. this morning. I guess the big news of the day for the Broncos is the intention to sign left guard Ben Powers to a four-year deal, according to Nine News. Yep. Do you like this? He, um, I do. You know, I think one of the things we've been talking about with uh, with Sean Payton is that he, what struck me, there were several things during his initial press conference, but that he addressed in that press conference the offensive line. I mean, he specifically mentioned we have to get better on the offensive line. And two of his first three potential free agent signings are offensive linemen. And Ben Powers is... Uh, he's a guy that he's had really good success at Baltimore, um, excellent run blocker, big, strong, young guy. Um, and, I, you know, that's, that's sort of the M.O. Of, of Peyton. And then Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. McGlinchey had played with San Francisco, but this was a guy that was a top 10 pick not that many years ago. So, I mean, those two guys, those are two big, big signings. For this team, they may fly under the radar a bit because you know they're not—they're uh, not a back, they're not a receiver, they're not some of the glamour positions. But they certainly, I think, were necessary to start to rebuild this offensive line. And um, I think both those picks, both those uh, deals, although not done yet, but will get done. I think are going to be real pluses for the Broncos. 
Well, I don't think, and you talk about um, being under the radar. McGlinchey's supposed to make in five years eighty-seven point five million dollars. Yeah, almost ninety million. Holy crap! With with almost sixty guaranteed. So that's, I mean, he's played right tackle. That's a big number, but I think it shows you the, I won't say desperation, but um, the Broncos going into this new thing with Sean Payton. Um, they look at the offensive line as being critical. And I, to me, that's where you, you have to start. I mean, you, you just don't see good teams at any level of football on offense that aren't good, above average, up front. And they have not been. They have not been that the last handful of years. So I, I think with Powers and McGlinchey, um, two guys that are really going to help get this thing turned around for Russell Wilson and starting with Sean Payton. I know you know this, but when Cam Fleming lined up against Seattle in week number one, he was the 10th opening day starting right tackle for the Broncos yeah. these many years. Yeah. That's just been a position that has been... Well, they've missed, right? Yeah. Menelik Watson. Uh, they, they missed on Juwan James in a big, big, Oof. big way. That was a guaranteed deal. And, you know, you can say, well, you know, he was hurt. And yes, he was. But then the team thought he could come back and play. And he disputed that. And so it just never... Never really worked. And then he working out towards Achilles tendon. So bad luck a little bit there. But, I mean, you want somebody that is – and you and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, accountability in the NFL is crucial for players. And when I say accountability, there are many things that go into that. But being available. And when I say that, I'm, I'm saying, hey, there are 17 games. you got to be available. You're going to be banged up. You're going to be injured. Um, there are going to be many things that you have to find a way to fight through. And that's availability. That's how you earn respect in the locker room. You go out there and you put it on the line every week. And I think, you know, these two guys, uh, these two guys will instantly be improvements for the Broncos offensive line. And I would also say this, I don't think they're done up front. So Dalton Reisner, who is extremely yep. popular around here, yep. but... I couldn't hear anybody that was banging the drum for him. I know you were in Mexico. I don't know what drum you were banging, but had you... It was an Adictivo drum. Is that a tequila? It is. Is it? It is. Smooth? Yes. Hmm. You know who, who really likes it? Dabo Sweeney. Um, <laughs> I'm never going to live that. Yeah, no, you, no, you're not. No, I think this. I think Dalton's a good player. Um, you know, he, he. you talk about being accountable to his team. He was. This was a guy that went out and, and played through injury and played at times with a shoulder that um, a lot of guys, well, I won't say a lot of guys, but some guys wouldn't try to play with. So I, I admire him for that. He's a, he's a really good young guy off the field. I think he's a good player. I just don't think the Broncos felt like they, you know, for the amount of money that he was as good a player as they could get. I think that, that from, the play, from the team's perspective, Right. So if, if I'm Dalton, although I hate to sort of leave my hometown team, I'm excited for an opportunity to go play somewhere else, to get a fresh start, to, to go somewhere that they really value you. There's something to be said about that. Right. I mean, even, you know, coaching high school football, I tell my players, listen, you know, you want to go somewhere that they really want you. Not that it's like, OK, we'll let you we'll let you walk on or, yeah, OK, we'll you, you know, you because. It's hard enough to make the team if the if the guys making the decision don't really value you from the start. You don't think that they valued him? Oh, I mean, I, I think not, they right? question whether or not 
um, he was playing at the level that they feel like they needed. And I think, I mean, I think those questions were there before Sean Payton became the head coach. And I would guess, I haven't talked to Sean about this, but I would guess Payton, when looking back on some of the tape, probably came to that same conclusion. Yep, Dalton's a good player, but is he a guy that we're going to offer over $10 million per year to stay and play left guard? And I think the answer quite clearly was no. So you think that they're going to make another addition up front, and are we seeing the Walton effect of that, of the spending lots of money? Well, I mean, you know, there's a salary cap, so everybody basically has the same amount of money to spend. But you what, can go over it. What I, what yeah. I do think, what I do think is, you're seeing the importance from Sean Payton's point of view on where we're going to start and what we're going to commit to and where are we going to spend these bucks. We're going to spend these dollars on getting bigger and stronger. And and in in Ben Powers' case, he's a different kind of player. I mean, he is a road grader in terms of the running game. I mean, he's really very, very good in the run game. Now, I I think he's uh, he grades out you know middle of the pack in terms of pass protection. But in terms of getting off the ball and reestablishing the line of scrimmage, they're going to be better with a guy like Ben Powers. And that, to me, is the Sean Payton effect. So talking about up front and protecting the quarterback and also making room for the running back. What does that running back room look like in that there's not a ton of money to spend? Javante Williams is, I don't think he's, God, I think he's a year removed. What was it, October where he got the surgery? Yeah. So we're not going to see him. I mean, I, I think, wouldn't think they so. hope, but I don't think we are at the start of the season. I wouldn't think so. No. And George Payton has said, hey, he's right on schedule. He's scheduled to go. I, I Listen, I, with that kind of injury, um, I, I will be pleasantly shocked if Javante Williams is ready to go for the season opener from a physical standpoint. I mean, hopefully he's going to be close. And it may be even better. Maybe he gets there. Maybe he gets there. But I don't think you can go into the season, you know, counting on him being ready to go for training camp and him being the bell cow back once the regular season starts. So you have to add to that room. So how do you do that? You don't have a hell of a lot of money to spend, but you do have, you know, you do have draft choices. And I think they'll look at some of the, you know, some of the running back opportunities, the free agent running back uh, guys that are available. You know, David Montgomery. There, there. I mean, there's some, there's some good, solid backs that you're going to be able to go out and spend money on. Do they bring a guy? Uh, I mean, Chase Edmonds was released, right? Right. So, who in the running back room do they bring back? Latavius Murray is he maybe question? because he's familiar with Sean. Although he was, excuse me, on the practice squad in New Orleans. He's 32 years old. I love Latavius Murray. I think he's a perfect sort of change of pace back at this point of his career. Uh, it would depend on what he'd be willing to take for salary. Uh, would it be like a veteran minimum deal? I mean, I don't know. But uh, if I could work it out financially, I definitely would bring him back. And Mike Boone? Mike Boone is interesting. He, he's been banged up quite a bit. He does give them a really nice change of pace back, a third down back. And when he, when he had a chance to run late in the season, I thought he – I mean, he showed really good speed and quickness. Um, is he a guy that can stay healthy? And is he a guy that, I mean, would Mike Boone be your featured back starting the season? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Frankly, I would say no. But 
he he has had enough moments where you're like, huh, that's interesting because he he can do some things with his hands on the ball. If you're a betting man, you kind of are. Yeah. Is um, Javante on? Is he starting the regular season? Well, I mean, that, that's there's no way for me to bet that because we're betting on we're betting on health. If if he were healthy. Completely healthy and hadn't suffered any injury, would he be the starting running back this year? Yes, he would. But that was a that was. I mean, every sort of knee injury that requires surgery, you know, you could put in the significant category. But that was that was a little bit more than just, and I say just an ACL injury. So, um, you know, all I can go on is what we hear that he's on track, that he's actually jogging and doing some good things. But there's there's a big difference between that. And then, you know, making the cuts and taking the pounding that NFL running backs do. So to me, you have to, with a guy like that, so young in his career, you have to err on the side of caution. So if I'm George Payton and even Sean Payton, and I really think this kid has that kind of upside, I mean, I'm not going to rush him back. I'm really not. I mean, ACL injuries, you know, Adrian Peterson um, set the bar so high for a return that he came back after his ACL surgery in nine months. And he also led the league in rushing the year he came back. But but I would submit to you that, I mean, Adrian Peterson is a freak of nature. And that sort of situation is more atypical than, than not. So I wouldn't, I mean, to me, that sort of injury is probably closer to a year before the guy is ready to go. And then, and then you know, how, how ready is he? Mm-hmm. You, you, doctors say, okay, you're cleared, you're cleared to play, but then the player has to mentally be able to clear himself in terms of, hey, if I make that cut and I take that shot, is that thing going to hold up? Uh, I never had an ACL injury that I knew of, but I did have knee surgery, ligament damage, and I remember um, coming back my first year, my senior year, my first game uh, at the University of Colorado. I mean, it took it took couple of shots catching a ball and getting blown up and getting up and sort of you know just testing like okay that thing held up it's just a mental hurdle that is at times difficult to to get over and he runs so hard too he's a he is a violent runner and matter of fact his rookie season i remember doing the show on koa and 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 this podcast as well and saying many times listen i he's going to have to modify his running style. You mm-hmm. cannot, as, as tough as he is and strong, and you can't sustain, you cannot stay healthy over a length of time running the way he did his rookie season. You, ha- you, you have to change your MO. So we'll see. Speaking of change, the Broncos have a new backup quarterback. We'll tell you who that is on Dave Logan Podcast coming up. Hey, let me take a minute to talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. Man, I love me some Boyer's Coffee. One of my favorite sponsors is Boyer's Coffee. Life is about simple pleasures, and Boyer's Coffee fits that bill. Nothing better than starting your day with a cup of your favorite coffee, like Rocky Mountain Thunder or Denver Blend or Aspen Gold. I haven't tried that yet, but I'm going to. Or if you prefer flavored coffee, then just get ready for some amazing choices. Head to boyers.com to order some coconut cream, chocolate mousse, or the online exclusive eggnog coffee. Believe me, I'm having me some eggnog coffee during the holidays. If you're in the area, stop by their coffee truck and cottage at 73rd and Washington to order 
custom-made lattes, cappuccinos, or espressos. Doesn't that sound amazing? It's because it is. And always remember, Boyers can be found at your favorite grocery stores, and that includes Walmart, Sam's Club, and Costco. Boyers Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster since 1965. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. I think this, this daylight savings time is really taking effect on me. In what regard? Just I'm a little loopy today. And that would be different than... I mean, okay, I mean, I'm I just, you, just asking. On vacation. Sounds like it, yeah. Greatly so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. sure you're happy to see me. So there were a lot of names that we heard as to who would be the Broncos' backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they didn't keep Brett Rippon, they have not. Uh, the Broncos looks like Cliss reporting that the Broncos have reached a two-year deal with Jared Stidham. So I did think we talked about this, and I feel like you mentioned his name. That's surprising to me, to tell you the truth. Um, I mean, Jared Stidham came into the league. He was drafted by New England and actually got a little bit of tick with the Patriots, then uh, played last year, late in the season, in Las Vegas uh, for the Raiders. But... I, I mean, it's just interesting to me. Who would you have liked them to acquire? Well, you know, the backup quarterback deal has to fit into the salary cap. You know, I, I thought it might be Jameis Winston, but maybe Jameis Winston goes somewhere else. Or maybe Sean Payton really didn't want Jameis Winston in that particular right. kind of role. I don't know. Uh, Jameis Winston, to me, uh, the upside is certainly higher than Jarrett Stidham. Although Stidham, you, you've heard things since he started his career about um, you know, certain coaches and people liking him a lot, thinking that he, that he really could turn out to be a pretty good player at quarterback. So I don't know. I mean, you, you, realistically, if Jarrett Stidham gets a lot of playing time this fall for the Broncos, then you know something has gone very, very wrong. Something tells me that He's going to get a little time. I don't think he's going to get, hopefully not. Extended. So you're saying Wilson gets hurt. Uh, well, that's the only way Jared Stone right, no, sees I know. the field. No, I know. But yeah, no, I feel like there's going to be a game or a half. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm not saying, I mean, the, it, it, the odds are that what you're saying is true. Because if you look over the last four or five years, I mean, backup quarterbacks by and large have, have played quite a bit because the starter can't stay healthy for 17 games. So maybe in that, in that respect, but like I said, if Jared Stidham is playing football in the fall for the Broncos, then something has gone pretty wrong. Where are you on Cortland Sutton, by the way? I didn't think the, his tweet last week was uh, very I, – I don't think it served him well, given sort of how things have gone the last couple of years. So his tweet basically said ESPN reported that teams have been calling the Broncos and that he um, and Jerry Judy – have been that teams have been calling the Broncos about those two. Then he tweets, I just want to be where I'm wanted and appreciated. Yeah, listen, listen, this is the NFL. Nobody is going to feel sorry for you, even if you actually feel that way, right? Nobody, nobody cares. I'm just saying the average fan doesn't really care about your feelings. He, he, you've had four touchdown receptions the last two years, and you're going to make whatever, 14 or $15 million this year. So I, I get it. I mean, I'm not saying what he's feeling. I'm not invalidating that, uh, you know, because they're, I mean, players are humans. You do want to feel like you're, you're, you know, in a situation where the team wants you and, and puts value on you. But fans 
look at value the team places on you as how much money you're making. And so I, I just think retrospectively it, that would have been better had he not sent that out. Yeah, and I think this is a huge year for him. Like, I think there's a lot of, um, there's starting to be some naysayers because of all that money and the production. And I think, you know, last year we talked a lot about this is a big year for Jerry Judy and who is Jerry Judy. I think almost the same applies. I don't think maybe Cortland is as talented as Jerry Judy is, but I think maybe he could do himself well as, I don't know yet who Cortland Sutton is. I know he's got talent. I know he can do things other wide receivers can't do, but I'm not sure he's lived up to the billing yet. Yeah, he's not been the same player since his knee injury. He just hasn't. He hasn't had. He hasn't had that separation. Uh, I think he struggled to come back from the knee. Maybe he came back from the knee a little bit too soon. Uh, but then last year, I mean, you have to. Again, it gets down to we. We. I mean, the NFL nowadays is a league of passing, right? You're going to have. I mean, how many targets? They keep track of how many targets per game you get, and so. That's fine, but what, in my mind, that has done, the era in which we live in now from an NFL perspective, it has devalued the most important thing for a wide receiver, and that is catching the ball. So, I mean, I played in an era where the league was run-dominated, and so you had much or many fewer opportunities to catch the ball. So, listen, if that ball's thrown to you, and you, you don't catch it back then, you weren't going to see the ball very much. So, you, you, I mean, you have to have the, I would, when that ball is in the air, you have to have the mentality, I think, of, I would sell my soul to make this catch. <laughs> I'm not sure a lot of guys do that anymore. You, you have, well, they don't. Not, but, but the great ones do. The great ones find ways to make game-changing plays. And Cortland, Cortland's a talented guy. I, I haven't seen... That ability, even even on 50-50 balls, contested catches, and that's where Cortland has to live, right. right? And I brought this example up many times on the air. The Jets game last year at home, Broncos don't win that game, but Cortland's got two chances against Sauce Gardner, who was a rookie, who, who really had a great year. I mean, was all pro and made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. But Court has two chances to make game-changing or game-winning catches and didn't come down with either one. He's good enough to make either one of those catches. And if he does, the Broncos probably are going to win the game. And that's the difference. There are probably three or four games every season that will come down to one or two plays. Now, when the guys don't make those plays, you know, people after the game say, hey, listen, games don't come down to one play. We had plenty of chances, you know, before that play. And all of that is true. But it's also true that if that guy would have made that play, we're going to win the game. And the teams that slide into the playoffs, usually those three or four games, they find ways, whether, you know, whatever, to make those plays. And they win, I mean, they win the majority of those games. So um, I'm big on catching the ball. And I think the ball has been on the ground too much here in Denver the last few years. And you know what? We'll see what happens with this upcoming season. We're going to end the podcast with a little game. It's called How Much is Dave Logan Like Russell Wilson? Who, who thought of this game? I did. 
And she says so proudly, like I did. Well, I was looking at, periodically, I like to look at Russ's Instagram just to see what he's up to, just to see, you know, if there's anything that... Is this going to be a game that I like? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, that really wasn't the question. I, I just... Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll play along. By the way, his Twitter handle or his, his Instagram handle is Dangerous Russ Wilson. Yeah. What would yours be? Like Sneaky Dave Logan? Never, never thought about... No, it wouldn't be sneaky. Um, I, I don't. It's I don't have Twitter. I mean, my business. My, my business has. Well, I don't have Instagram either. Okay, but you just this is a game. Just I wonder if it. I should. You think I should get on Twitter? No, you'd get in so many fights. Well, I don't want to be in a fight. I mean, I think people would appreciate hearing from you, but then somebody, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think you should. Okay, I won't. Okay, so anyway. I, I haven't thought about the handle. Okay, so he just put on Instagram. Big hands, had, big feet. <laughs> big hands, big feet. Yeah. Okay. Probably okay, that. We'll you know. start it. Um, he went to a, I'm not sure where it was, but he went to a maximum where they keep, he went to a prison where they keep maximum security inmates. Okay. And he sang with them. It was like a worshiping session. Okay. And there was video of him singing with the inmates and they were playing in a band. And I thought, okay, say somebody's like, Dave, we'll pay you $5,000. Well, they probably didn't pay Russ anything. No. Okay. Right? Okay. So they said, Dave, for free, will you come talk to? Sure. Really? I would do that. To inmates? Yeah. Of maximum course. Maximum security. Of course. I would do that in a heartbeat. If I, if I thought it would be of benefit to them. Why, why you think I would not do that? I think you would not do that. I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like murderers? Yes. Why are you, why are you so excited about that? Now I'm a little worried. I, oh, I didn't, say, I didn't say I was excited about it. But I, but I uh, listen, I believe, why, why would I not do that? I mean, I believe. They, have you seen person shows? Have you seen Oz? I have HBO. Well, you, let me let me ask you a question. Are are you going to leave me in there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, no. I'm not trying to stay there. But in terms of talking to people, and um, okay. I don't know. I mean, I believe in redemption. All right. So yeah, I would okay. do that. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Okay. For sure. He just went. Russ Wilson just went with his daughter to a father daughter dance. Yep. Did you go with I Cassidy? Did. Did I absolutely make you ball? did. Um, I'm trying to think back. If I actually cried at the dance, um, no, I, I did a lot of father daughter things. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't. I don't think I cried at the dance. I don't think I cried at the dance. Okay. But but I can. But um, uh, as you probably know, and, and most people probably would not know, uh-huh. like really emotional. I try not to show it too much. But when it comes to when it comes to her. Th- that would, you know, tears would flow easily, yeah. when's easily. The, when's the last time you cried? Last night. At what? Well, I think it's personal. No, Dave, tell me. <laughs> you no, you, you're going to get, you're going to get a kick. Well, I don't know if you're going to kick out of this or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I am, um, I am a huge dog guy. I know that. I love dogs m- more than some people. So I'm watching 60 Minutes last night mm-hmm. and there was a really uh, Anderson Cooper had a really good segment. It was a long segment on the relationship between humans and dogs Ooh. and how, uh, from a scientific um, perspective, we're learning so much more about the DNA of humans because it is similar, which I don't know that I ever really thought about this. It's similar to dogs and how we can learn about that. And so how to deal with cancers and cancers like um, uh osteosarcoma, where you have cancer of the bone. Well, they were talking about uh, these 
the humans that had this and the battle they were through. And then there was, there were dogs that had this and they amputated the leg of a dog. And, um, they said the dog, basically they gave the dog a year to live, but with these changes and, um, one of the changes was they inject either the dog or the human with listeria, which, uh, makes the dog and human or human really sick, but it what it does is it, it awakens your autoimmune system and it fights then the cancer cells. And so this dog um, who had its leg amputated uh, was going on its fourth year of existence, and the guy was there. And then, um, but then th- there was a lady, and this is far too long-winded, but there was a lady who was doing the same thing and it helped her for a while. And, but then she was put in hospice and she was just talking about, Hey, I hope what I've gone through can help other people. And then there was a dog and it looked like a boxer or a bulldog going through something similar. And the, the guy had taken the dog for his favorite thing to do, which was swim Mm -hmm. one last swim before he had to put the dog down. Ah! Oh, <laughs> oh God! I start to cry. I start to cry. Oh, I bawled like a baby. I mean, so that's that's you know that's the dog story. Okay, yeah. so we did learn to rewind. It's a very sad story, yep. by the way. That you are a little bit like Russell Wilson. You would go. Well, to I don't know that we actually learned prison. that. I, I will uh, certainly. I mean, I think most people, if they had a chance to go into a maximum security prison and you know, talk with inmates and, and if they thought the person going in that their story or their message would in any way help those men and women in the prison, I think, I think most people would take that opportunity. Um, I forgot. You definitely go into the security female prison. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I, don't know. I would feel better with the men. Oh, I think your ego would get inflated if you went with the women. They're in prison. That's the point, Dave. Yeah. I mean, Pee Wee Herman would look good to them. <laughs> okay, before we go down that road, um, great to have you back. Thank you. And I will see you next week. Au revoir. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code LOGAN to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.